Melody Berenger. How lovely to talk to you. Hi, Erin. Great to be here. Melody is, and this is very appropriate for Seattle, she's an engineer, but she is a connection engineer. The serial entrepreneur is passionate about creating communities for women. Melody, I know it was quite a while back, but would you tell us about Crave Community? Yeah, I started Crave, the Crave Company, about way back in 2001. Um, it kind of came out of my need for girlfriends and to be around like-minded people. Um, growing up, I did not have sisters. I didn't really pay attention to relationships and friendships as much as I wished I had and threw myself right into being an entrepreneur when I was 18 um, and just kind of went from there. And I woke up one day when I was about 30 and said, I don't have any like-minded people I'm hanging out with. I don't have any girlfriends. I hang, I hang out with my paid employees. Those were my friends. And I'm like, okay, this is not good. So I, I dreamed up a company and I called it Crave. Uh, I just love that name. And I threw a party. That was the first thing I did. I rented uh, the ruins. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of the ruins. It's on Lower Queen Anne here in Seattle. It's kind of this fancy club that you have to wear, you know, black tie before you go to the opera. And I rented that for, <laughs> for this party and I called it the Crave Party. And I decided that it's gonna be a pajama party. Well, I always crave pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit more casual of a person, so I'm not going to be that person that throws the black tie. I'm going to throw the pajama party. That's more my style. And so um, I had all these women come in their pajamas and to this swanky venue. And we had, you know, pink drinks and shopping everywhere and fashion shows and networking. And it was just, um, it kind of was an instant hit. And what I found out was a lot of other women felt the same way I did. Uh, they were throwing their whole life into being a mom or being an entrepreneur or being a professional businesswoman, and they weren't spending time on their relationships that they so much craved. So that's how it started. Several years later, I'm still doing it. The red thread that runs through my life is bringing women together mostly and um, and getting them connected to each other in all kinds of fun ways. So that's, I, I've taken Crave all over the world and um, through parties and um, we jumped on buses and went for tours of neighborhoods. I, I like to dream up um, different things. My favorite things to do is to mash things up, unlikely things. So like, like pajamas into a swanky venue, it would be unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> So, so that got me, that make, that got me a lot of press too, which is really exciting. I was in the wall street journal and New York times right away. I'm like, okay, you got to do something crazy to get in the press. So, so yeah, that's, I mean, I could go on and on and tell you many stories about the Crave company, but um, I, I'd like to hear what you'd like to talk about. Well, I have so many things and it's all to do about you. I just want to give a shout out for Crave because some of the messages that Melody uh, sent out to the world was how do you live a life you crave? Be curious, be generous, be genuine, surround yourself with friends who bring out your best. 
And that is a wonderful message, along with keep it simple and be obsessively specific about where you're going, which is great advice for us all. You mentioned you talk it around the world. I know with Women in Tech Regatta, which, which I want to hear more about, you did that in Seattle and Vancouver and Amsterdam. You have a Dutch connection. Well, I, I'm not Dutch, but one day, you know, I, I like to travel to Europe. And so one day my husband and I landed in Amsterdam on the way to somewhere else and um, got stuck there for a couple of days. And I just instantly fell in love with that city. I'm like, why is this not on my radar? And um, so everything I do in Seattle, I'm, I'm such an entrepreneur. I've come up with so many ideas and I just go out there and try them and they have not all worked. But everything I do that maybe... I think might work. I take it to Vancouver because it's just a few hours up the road from Seattle and I, and it's, and it's across a border. So it's exciting to do something in another country for me. <laughs> so I go there and then I take it to Amsterdam next because after I fell in love with that city and I found out um, right away, maybe like 20 years ago that in Amsterdam, um, there wasn't very uh, there wasn't very much of a, a woman entrepreneur community there. Um, and I met a guy that started one of these co-working spaces, maybe it was called baby. And, um, I was kind of obsessed with it because I was reading about it on the plane. It was in uh, fast company magazine, this guy that took an old church and he renovated the whole thing. Um, and he made it this really cool co-working space. And back then they did not call it a co-working space. He was like way before his time, but I was obsessed to see this place. And I went in and I met him. And I'm like, where's the women doing business in Amsterdam? And he said to me, oh, women don't do business here. They have babies. And that, that lit a fire in my gut. And I'm like, oh no, I am coming to Amsterdam and I'm gonna rally women to do whatever they want and, and get into business. And so I started traveling there more and more. And we did this book called Crave uh, we did, it was called Crave Seattle, Crave Chicago, Crave New York, Crave Amsterdam. We did it in, in all, in about 30 different cities around the world where we featured women entrepreneurs, kind of like a coffee table, little pretty book. And um, my, my favorite one was to do Amsterdam. And we worked on it for about a year and a half. I went over there and found a couple of people to help me. And we had this big party and I, it was one of the highlights of my life. Like 300 Dutch entrepreneurs came to this event. And we were celebrating women in business in Amsterdam. And now, I mean, 20 years later, there's so many, so much support over there for women in all capacities. And I'm very pumped about that. So I keep going over there. Everything I do here, um, I bring to Amsterdam. So I'm very upset because of the pandemic, like we all are. And I haven't been able to go to both Vancouver and Amsterdam for a year and a half. And so I'm a little antsy right now. We still are doing our events over there, except via Zoom. And so I'm very excited about next year, possibly going back in person and resuming where we were. Melody, that is absolutely incredible. And if anybody can give advice to female entrepreneurs, like me, you didn't go to university, but in your case, you started your first business at 18. Yeah. Well, really it was eight, but 18 was probably- Happened when you were eight. No, no, tell me about eight. <laughs> Well, I grew up on a strawberry farm and um, my, I, strawberry picking is probably one of the worst jobs you can have. And all these 
our whole family town, the whole town came and picked strawberries every summer. And, um, you know, so I wanted to get out there as a young girl to pick strawberries, but you, you couldn't pick till you were 12 and I was eight. And so I had this bright idea and <laughs> I would go out and I would sell lemonade to the strawberry pickers because I had a built-in audience. So I borrowed money from my dad, trundled down to the store, got myself all, all in business. And then I hired my next door neighbor and my cousin to help me sell the lemonade. So I have it in me from the, from the young age. Um, and then when I was 18, I opened up little berry stands where, you know, you see the little, you know, fruit stands alongside of the road when you're driving in the country. And I, I just watched all these people come to the farm every summer out to the country from the city. I'm like, we should bring the farm to you. And so we opened up little berry stands um, all the way from the farm to the city. And I also opened up a furniture store full-time. I signed a lease, five-year <laughs> lease and hired employees when I was 18. So I call that my university. I dove right in. You definitely did a business degree in life and in entrepreneurialism. Uh, what would you say to your eight-year-old self looking back? What are you, I saw a great article about you through American Express where it talked about some of the things you learned. What would you say to that eight-year-old? Oh, keep doing it. <laughs> Go for it. Um, I mean, I didn't know anything different. So, um, yeah, it's, it's funny because... I mean, I could have kind of a whole different path, but because I, I really didn't know anything different. You know, I grew up with my parents as farmers and uh, and being in a business entrepreneurial world, and you know, going to college wasn't even in my. It wasn't even brought up. It was just boom. This is what you do. You're in business, and so, um, yeah. I mean, I encourage people all the time to just kind of try whatever you grew up with, like what, just try other things too. Like it's, you don't necessarily have to go along the same path as everybody else. Um, but I don't know, like I'm, I'm thinking back at eight cause I know I'd probably tell my 20 year old self, but I'm like eight. Maybe I would tell myself to have a little bit more fun in the summers <laughs> because I kind of got serious fast. Um, I, I kind of complain that I don't love summer because summer is a, means a lot of work. Um, growing up on the farm, you know, we had our, we, we worked all summer and, you know, we went on maybe a week's vacation, you know, at the end of August, right before school started again. Well, all my other friends went, they were like the whole summer off. And I just feel like that's the mentality of everybody. Everybody always has the summers off and I always, equal summer as working really hard so but I don't know what even if I told my eight-year-old self that I'm not sure it would do anything <laughs> not sure if she would have listened she was on a mission she was on her way to becoming a and I quote this is self-proclaimed start up junkie is there anything else you'd say to your 20 year old <laughs> well just you know that's that's just I think the sooner you get relationships in your life, the better. So I would have told my 20 year old, I'd go way back to my 20 year old self, even even 15 and say, get friends and nurture them and be really good to them and pay attention to them and, um, and make sure that you keep doing that the rest of your life. Um, Cause I wish I would have learned that a lot sooner. Cause my hashtag right now is relationships are the true currency. 
And I came up with that during the Women in Tech event that I put on. We were in a, I was literally standing up um, introducing a panel of cryptocurrency experts. And I knew, I knew nothing. I'm like, what am I doing here? This is crazy. I'm putting on this event and here's what we're talking about. And I need to sit in the audience and learn this. But that night I had a dream and I, I, I woke up and I went, oh my goodness, relationships are the true currency. So when I introduced them, I talked about that and everybody in the audience started writing it down and it became a hashtag. And the people on the panel were like, this is so true. And they were like um, associating relationships, the true currency into cryptocurrency. And I'm like, okay, this is, I'm, I'm loving this, but it just kind of took off. And yeah, that, that is, that is my mantra. And I, that's my mission in life is to help people, you know, we are, we live in such a lonely world. Um, loneliness is another epidemic that we're having. It, we were having it before the pandemic and now it's even, you know, I don't know what the percentage worse it, it is now, but um, the sooner we can make, we, we understand that relationships are the true currency, the better. So that's what I would tell my younger self. And I would tell anybody that every day, all day long. Hashtag relationships are the new currency. It's not on the stock exchange yet, but it won't be long. And I would not have survived. Well, okay, that's a, that, excuse me, that's a wrong. I, I wouldn't, I'm going to take back that particular word because so many people had, there was a, there was a lot of sadness during COVID, but I am so grateful for the relationships. And I kept reaching out. Uh, we had to morph. We had to go online, and relationships changed. Yes, they did. Speaking of relationships, I want to hear about your new venture. I am going to circle back to your regatta because that's incredible. But your new venture brings women together in real life right now, a modern walking club called Loop. Where did that name come from? Okay, so I'm out walking in my neighborhood, as I do. I'm a 10,000 uh, stepper a day, seven days a week. At least I've been tracking for six years, so I know that, but I've been a walker my whole life. And um, during the pandemic, you know, we're out walking, I'm out walking, and um, pretty soon all my neighbors are out walking. They didn't used to walk before, um, I, and I had to move off the sidewalk. And I was thinking, wow, is this my time to start a community? because I, I, I do events, you know, I have a I people think I have a community and I do have a community, but what is the definition of community really? And so what I do is I do these events. I do this women in tech event. There's a beginning, middle and end. And then I say, bye, see you next year. And I don't have like an ongoing conversation community throughout the year. And as I was out walking, I realized, what if this is my time? I had a little bit more time on my hands and um, I had been keeping up with all of my relationships via Zoom, via, but, but I was out walking. So I would call people up in Amsterdam or Vancouver. And I'm like, look, we got to keep talking. I got to live vicariously through you. We show me, we get on WhatsApp and then we, they would show, we'd show each other where we're at in the world. And um, just, that's how I was kept. And so I'm walking, 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 keep walking my neighborhood. And um, I thought I'm going to start a modern walking club that is my that is it just kind of like hit me when an idea hits me and I get super excited about it and I start jumping up and down then I know that I need to try it 
because I have a lot of ideas. My husband says that he needs to get up out of bed before I get up. <laughs> he doesn't want to hear the next new idea. <laughs> so I have to like, now I have to, I have to decide, is this idea worth trying? Am I going to go, am I going to go there? Or am I going to just have fun with it for 24 hours in my head? This one just like grabbed me. And I was started like skipping on the street and getting so excited thinking this is my, my walking is my venue. My, I wanted to be so, I wanted to be very different. I wanted to start some kind of a different kind of club where it wasn't another Zoom call or another event. So um, I thought all this content I've been delivering for years and everything I do, I can deliver it via through the, through these earbuds while we're walking. So I came up with this thing called Walk with a Leader. And I was working on my next Women in Tech regatta. That's what we call it, the regatta, because we flow from place to place. And um, I thought, I'm going to put a walking event. It's going to be on Zoom again, but I'm going to put a walking event inside of it. So every day we're going to all go outside and the leaders of the conversation will be walking and we'll all be listening to them. And then I'll break everybody up in groups because I did it on Zoom to start with. And I broke everybody up. And so we were all walking with each other and talking and you got to meet people still. And it was just fantastic. And, but I didn't have a name for this. And so I'm like, do I reinvent Crave? Because I kind of let the Crave name go when I started the Women in Tech Regatta. Although my overall arching company is called the Crave Company. And it's like, do I call it the Crave Walking Club? Do I bring Crave back? What should I do? And I, I thought, should I call it the Stride? Should I call it walkie talkie? Like I had all these fun <laughs> names. And so, and um, I called my friend in Amsterdam and I, I, I'm at a loss. I just don't know what, because I, I would put it out there. What do you like? What do you like? And every, you know, you ask 10 people something and you get 10 different answers. And so that wasn't helping me. And um, I said, how do you say walk in Dutch? And she goes, it's loop, loop. She, they say loop but it's spelled L-O-O-P. And we both had this aha moment. <laughs> and she's like, there's two O's in loop and you could do like a little headset on the two O's for the logo. And I, you know, so we, we all got giddy and said, this has got to be the name. And then I came home and I told my husband and a little while later, he literally said to me just organically, do you want to go for our loop before dinner or after dinner tonight? And I went, what did you just say? And we looked at each other and we realized for 25 years plus, we've been saying to each other, do you want to go for a loop in our neighborhood? And we didn't even know we said it. Like it just, so then of course I had to call it that. So that's how the name came. Could you get a more perfect name? I mean, talk about synchronicity. I mean, could you have been any harder on the head with that message? How perfect is that? You can, you can find Luke at loop-club.com or just, just Google uh, Melody. Uh, her last name is spelled B-I-R-I-N-G-E-R. You will find this woman. She is amazing and all over the place. But what a brilliant idea. And with Luke as well, uh, you, you have podcast recommendations, you have meditations, you have audio books, and you have those fireside chats. You know, so I, it's funny, I, I, I should have, I wish I would have um, come up with this idea right at the beginning of the pandemic and launched it right then. Um, but it took me a while to get it up and going. And I say a while, like three months, 
<laughs> that's, that's, that's not that's not very much time but I was in a hurry because I was like this is a pandemic idea this is going to get people out um out of their house walking meeting new people during the pandemic um and what happened is I didn't quite get it launched until about oh maybe just a couple months ago and so what uh, it was in the world is opening up right now and everybody wants to go outside and be with people and more people are getting vaccinated and there's more comfort level and blah, blah, blah. And so I would, I decided to do an in real life one that wasn't on the business plan to do in real life ones. And so I threw one up in real life and that's what everybody gravitated towards. And this has only been a couple of weeks here. I'm, this is brand new, but um, I am now pivoting already. Yeah, and I hate that word pivot, but here we all, we all, we're- that's, Oh, please, that's we're you're, you're a pivot queen. We know you're the queen of pivot. <laughs> I know, that's, but that's what we're all doing too right now. And so, uh, and I'm, a, so my other kind of thing is launch it broken, fix it live. I'm definitely not a perfectionist. Everything I do is like, let's just try it. Let's get it out there in the world and then see what's going to happen. A year from now, this thing's going to look completely different from what I, the way I envisioned it or whatever. And it's already like two two weeks in. I'm like, okay, now we're doing in person walks. Okay, that's what that's what people want, and that's what I want too. I, I mean, as a walker, I've always had a dream to get a walking club together and in the back of my head for years, and so now I'm excited because I get to actually do that dream, and people get to join me, and I get to pick. So what I'm going to do now is pick. Um, you know, I've always thought going on vacation in your own city is a good idea, and since we're we're all a little bit stuck and can't get on planes to go out of the country too much right now. Um, enjoying your own neighborhood, enjoying your own city, your own town and getting out of like the little block that you live in is a really good idea and going across town. So we are setting up walks all over in different parts of the city and across bridges and in parks and meeting in fun outdoor restaurants and going for a walk around the lake and doing just all kinds of fun things where people kind of get out and explore different neighborhoods in their own city that they don't normally hang in. So I'm excited about that. Um, and I, you know, how do I, I, I've all, I'm a big thinker. I want this to be worldwide. I'm actually working on a worldwide walking event in October where we do this as in many cities as I possibly can. So I'm looking for people that want to be the walking evangelist in their city to to run some walks for a week in their town and i already since i've put this out there just in the short period of time people are calling me from different places in the world and saying it's not in my town can i do it so that gave me when i start a new idea too i always look for what's easy and so what's easy is people are calling me wanting to do in their neighborhood i'm like okay that's what i'm doing next we got to go to the different neighborhoods and we'll probably still do some audio too. I know we will because for the, it will be great to have this walk with a leader. Um, we can just grab anybody in the world and they can jump on and talk to us through our headsets. And um, when I get a little bit bigger audience, I think that the my original idea will come back and circle back around. Loop, a new outdoor community for literal movers and shakers. And also for those of us who spent far too much time in front of in front of Zoom or sitting down or sheltering in place, to be able to walk with other people all over the world. My sister takes me for walks on Takapuna Beach in Auckland. 
she'll just call me and video me and I'll just go for a walk on the beach with her. It's absolute bliss. Oh, love that. Love it. Let's talk about Tech Regatta, which, which is, I'm imagining this gorgeous sailing ship that's basically powered by Siri or Katana, but, but what is it really? Uh, so it's really a play on words. Um, I was sitting on the board of a nonprofit called Women in Tech in Seattle for about five years, and we're just really watching what uh, the ecosystem of what was happening with women in tech in Seattle in particular. And... Then I flew to Amsterdam one year and they were having a big women in tech event, big international event. And it was sponsored by Microsoft and Amazon. And I came back and said, wait a minute, why aren't we having this in Seattle? We should be the largest women in tech event here. And um, everybody looked at me and said, why don't you put that on Melody since that's what you like to do and we'll support you. <laughs> so, so we did that and I had some great support. And the first year it was just one night, but we, how it really happened is we got the city of Seattle to give us a, um, a beautiful room to have this in and it only held 200 people and I could see the handwriting on the wall immediately that it, like I was almost a thousand people wanted to come to this and I couldn't fit them all in and I don't like saying no so I thought let's turn this into like an art walk where where you go to different locations. So they can come through here and then they can go across the street and go to like a leadership seminar over there or go over there and learn about diversity or go over there and learn about tech. And so we just did that in the one night and it was kind of amazing. And I walked out and I reinvented myself that night and said, okay, I am, I am going to support women in tech right now. This is my, my um, love child. I wanna, I wanna spend time on this. And I made it a whole week long event the next year. And now we're into this five years. And I brought it to Vancouver and Amsterdam in addition, because that's what I'd love to do. And um, yeah, it's, it's been so fun. It's a, an event where people can come. There's about 50 events happening through the week and people can pick and choose what they want to go to. And uh, when it's in person, we have it inside of companies. It's inside of Facebook, it's inside of Google, it's inside of Northeastern University. And then there's this really fun club called The Collective that is our base camp. So you can bring your laptop and co-work all week long and then go across the street um, to a, an event and then come back and people meet each other on the street while they're walking back and forth. And we break everybody down into small groups of three and four. And because relationships are true currency, I wanna make sure even though we have, if there's a thousand people coming into this event, you'll never feel it because we keep breaking everything down very small. And I, I believe that relationships are made one-on-one -on -one over a long extended period of time. And so how do you do that? And, and a lot of us are introverts, mm -hmm. especially pe people in tech are introverts. And, and so I try to help, the connection engineer part of me tries to design an event so people really do get connected and they, they meet their new best friend or their new boss when they come to this event. So I really appreciate that. I find large events intimidating. I find them overwhelming to know that I would be able to meet two or three other people and, and create a, a, a you know, to create a real connection. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's my favorite thing to do. And at Women in Tech Regatta, there was Adapt and Thrive. There was inclusive culture. There was biotech, healthcare, leadership, career acumen, tech mavens, and hashtag walkie talkie. Yeah. Are you going to be doing yeah. it again in April uh, next year? 
We are. I'm working on getting back to doing a real life one in Amsterdam in October, crossing fingers. And then we circle around to Vancouver in January and back in Seattle in April. Womenintechregatta.com. Go, go yeah. straight, feel free to pause this, go straight to that site and join the mailing list so you don't miss out hearing anything about this because it is going to be incredible. I mean, I, I, if, if I wasn't actually focused on talking to you, I'd be signing up while we speak. So you don't also, just one thing, we, it's, it's, it's called Women in Tech Regatta, but it's for all people. So men are invited. We love to have men in the conversation. Um, if you don't associate yourself as a woman in tech, it's for all professional people, or it's just, it, it's me putting it on. So if you listen to this, this half hour talk with us, you'll, you kind of know who I am and that's the event that's going to be. And yes, it's called women in tech. And there's a lot of women in tech there, but there's also just, a, a, I love to bring a different perspective and different people together to Gain, I, I think call it co-storming where we brainstorm with each other and you don't learn something from people that look like you. So I love to bring diversity together in all shapes, sizes, colors, everything to like really get to know each other on a different level and learn from different perspectives. Thank you for clarifying that. You do W-O in brackets and then M-E-N, which is a beautiful way of explaining it. And all genders all career levels, which is great for, for those of us who maybe are entering the tech world or are still feeling our way around technology. And it's a collaborative platform for people, ideas, and discourse, which is what a great platform that you're offering. Thank you. Positive change and innovation, and I'm quoting. I'm going to circle back to something kind of uh, really early on, it's 103 degrees. How are your strawberries doing? Because you are a strawberry shortcake heiress. I believe you have an amazing strawberry shortcake recipe or somebody has, a, you know, because you're an heiress to something. But how are the strawberries doing at 103? They are cooking. They are sizzling in the field. Unfortunately, the timing is not great because it is the peak of the strawberry season right now. And uh, so there's just like hundreds of acres of strawberries laying there, sizzling. Well, so, knowing you, you are the pivot queen. Keep an eye out for strawberry ice blocks, uh, stewed strawberries, frozen strawberries, strawberry jam. This, this woman will think of something and she will sell it to you if there's a need. <laughs> Love it. So I met the lovely Melody. Hey, where did your name Melody come from? You know, my mom, she, she says she just loved that name. I hated it for the first several years of my life, but now I'm embracing it. Um, yeah, she, you know, the song, the, the music, and it all just kind of gelled for her. So that's how she, she named me. And you, I think it's a, it's a perfect name for you because a melody is a song that anybody can sing and that everybody can sing and we can sing it together. Even if some of us can't sing and we are tone deaf, we can still add our voice. And you are creating a choir of relationships. Ooh, I like that. I might have to steal that from you. Feel free. I met the lovely Melody through, well, this is our first conversation. Uh, I heard Donna Sakar speak at the F-bomb conference last year and immediately developed a crush, uh, especially on her clothing, which is Prima Donna Studios. 
And I read her book, Do the Thing. And the next thing I know, I'm I'm badgering her to let me become an admin on this Facebook group. And that's where I came across Melody. How did you meet Donna or how did you get involved with Do the Thing? Donna's fantastic. She has probably spoke at three or four women in tech regattas and uh, love her. Every time she gets on a stage, um, you know, she's cracking up the audience. She, she's just full of humor, wit, and very, very smart. And so the, all the combinations are so fantastic. And I've been loving watching her fashion career thrive and all the things that she's up to. So I miss her. I need to thank you for bringing her name up right now because um, I need to circle back around with her. I have a feeling she's insanely busy. She just started a, a meeting new role in the uh, to do with accessibility. Mm -hmm. How did you end up and do the thing Facebook group? And what thing were you doing at the time? Mind you, you've, you've been doing the thing since you were eight. So that's that's probably a bit of a broad question. I don't even know. I'll just do anything Donna says. Okay, so she, she's, that, she's that kind of person that's like, if she started a new thing, I'm going to join. So, yeah. Jump on Facebook, look for the group, hashtag do the thing, yo, or Google Donna Sakar, D-O-N-A-S-A-R-K-A-R. -A -A My spelling is abysmal. Well, I'm really grateful because through her, I got to have such a fun conversation, and I really appreciate your time today. Melanie just pointed out to me that I didn't ask her anything about clothes. <laughs> In my defense, okay, sunshine hits me like a shot of tequila. So uh, my, my brain does tend to go out the window. But I, I really had these burning questions to ask you because um, I've had foot surgeries. I'm about to have another foot surgery. So I'm always on the hunt for great shoes. What do you walk in? Boy, when you're walking 10,000 steps a day, you do go through, um, you go through shoes pretty fast. Right now I'm obsessed with Adidas Ultra Boost. And I've had, I just bought another pair yesterday, even though I don't like buying the same shoes all the time. But once you find something you like, like buy more. Um, they, they're like walking on marshmallows. And I never even told you about my marshmallow obsession, but I'm all about the s'more <laughs> and the marshmallows. But so <laughs> like walking on marshmallows is a really good thing. So the ultra boost are great. I love slip-ons. I don't like um, shoelaces. So these things are like wearing slippers. But yesterday I also found a new pair and I'm going to try these out. And I don't know how to say it. It's called T-I-E-M Core. T-I-E-M Core. Don't know how to say it. Well, 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 Kiwi accent over here. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but they are super cute and they also don't have shoelaces and I put them on immediately and they, they talk about some kind of gel they have. Um, so yes, those are my two latest obsessions, but I go through a lot. I try a lot of different brands. I like Brooks a lot too. Yeah, I love Brooks. They come with wide toes as well. And they actually yes. have some funky patterns. Trying to find shoes that are great for your feet that actually look fashionable can be a challenge. Right. I'm totally into the, you know, that black and white look, the black mm -hmm. and white shoe <laughs> mm. with the white bottom and the black. And so um, what's the other brand I like? Eco. Is it Echo or Eco? E-C-C-O? Oh, I think it's Echo. Um, but you know what? I'll, I'll check the phonetic. We'll check it later. But E-C-C-C-O, E-C-C-O, yes. make sure you look it up. 
so they have what I, um, they have a lot of great slip-ons that I use for walking too. And um, they have Gore-Tex incorporated in there, but because we do live in Seattle, it does rain a little bit and I hate going out and getting slushy shoes. So I'm always looking for the, pre- the right shoe that has a little bit of um, rain resilience in there or whatever you want to call it. Um, and I haven't, I've only found the Eco brand to have it. So if anybody knows anything about a, a cute shoe slip on that you can walk 10,000 steps and in the rain, I would love to hear that because most of those are like really ugly. I think they're you know, like the hiking type boots that they put the rain, the Gore-Tex in. I know, I know. If you're listening to this, please start a company. Please create something. Um, please exactly. let us know about these. Though, Melody, I have a feeling, you know, you, you've had 21 businesses. This could be number 22, 23, 24, 25. Oh, no. oh my goodness. No, please don't. Don't, don't tell me that. Oh, Melody, thank you so much. Uh, make sure you track out Melody, track down Melody. Uh, you, you'll probably catch her walking. You can find her on LinkedIn. That's Melody um, Berenger, and it's B-I-R-I-N-G-E-R. Uh, look up Loop uh, and um, look up Women in Tech Regatta. Thank you so much, Melody. This was a complete joy. Thank you.